this morning I'd like to continue exploring the wheel model that I offered a few days ago based on Gil Fronsdal's teachings. That understanding of uh, the breath being at the hub of the wheel together with the body. And then as we move away from the center of the wheel, the next concentric circle out from the hub is sense contact. So seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, and the mind. And then feeling tone. So each sense contact is automatically registered as either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Then beyond that, in the next level out from the hub, we have all the different kinds of mental activity that I touched into last night. And then, if there is no mindfulness, that mental activity spins out into proliferation, which is located on the rim of the wheel, that looping over the same old thoughts over and over and over, getting caught, getting hooked, clinging, creating a sense of identity out of them. So there's quite a lot of terrain between the hub of the wheel and the outer rim, and most of it is mental activity. So last night, I, we started exploring the third establishment of mindfulness, which is mindfulness of the mind. And we start to see how quickly and easily we take our thought as being me, mine, who I am, and create an entire world out of our mental reactivity, which we then inhabit as if it was real and true. And we don't even recognize that we have constructed, concocted, fabricated the whole thing ourselves. And often we construct, concoct, fabricate in ways that create more suffering for ourselves and for others. And this is why the Buddha puts so much emphasis on bringing mindfulness directly to the mind itself. So again, as it says in the Dhammapada, mind is the forerunner of all things. Or translated slightly differently, with our thoughts we make the world. So this morning I'd like to continue practicing with this third establishment of mindfulness, mindfulness of the mind and in a few minutes, I'll be offering a guided meditation where we're going to be opening up the field of our awareness to look very directly at our mental activity, paying attention to our thoughts and emotions. And for most of us, this takes quite some practice to allow thoughts just to come and go without either feeding them or suppressing them. So the first thing to remember is that thoughts are not the enemy. We're not trying to get rid of thoughts. Because thinking is what the mind does most of the time. In the Buddha's teachings, it's a sense organ. So just as the eyes see, the ears hear, the mind thinks. It's natural, normal. So in Vipassana or insight practice, Reducing our mental activity is a byproduct of the meditation. It's not the main goal. So the instructions in the mindfulness of the mind section of the sutta begin with paying attention to fairly simple aspects of our mental activity. 
and then slowly progress to more complex aspects. So we begin by watching thoughts as just thoughts, noticing when a thought has arisen, noticing when it's passed away. And then as we get more skilled at noticing thoughts, we can stay present with ones that might have a more emotional component to them. And emotions can be a bit tricky to simply observe because they, they can be quite seductive and suck us into believing them. I'm bored, I'm angry, I'm lonely, and so on. Instead of simply knowing, oh, boredom is like this. Anger is like this. Sadness has arisen. Loneliness has arisen, and so on. So with practice, it is possible to simply know these different emotions almost in the way that we can know weather systems outside. So these emotions can pass through the sky of the mind just as the weather systems pass through the sky out there. Just like at BMIMC over the course of this retreat, we've had thunder, lightning, sunshine, fog, cold, heat, and so on. And all of these can be simply known. And as a support for this staying present with the mind, we often use the tool of mental noting. So as I mentioned earlier, it can be a sort of a training in emotional literacy to be able to name or know or note what's happening in the mind Sometimes, though, we don't have quite the clarity or the skill just yet to be able to name what's going on. But even using the term something is better than nothing. So we might have a feeling like, oh, something's in there. What is it? What is it? You can simply name something, something. And at some point, maybe it becomes clearer. But even labeling it as something is momentarily unhooking ourselves from identification with it because the part of the mind that makes the mental note is not the part of the mind that experiences the emotion. So each second that we're naming something like boredom or sadness or loneliness, in that moment, we're not actually in it. And so noting naming helps perforate the cloud of the emotion and helps disperse the tendency to identify with it. And again, this is a practice. So at first, it can feel a little bit like throwing darts at a dartboard. We're aware there's some kind of emotion, and it's like, oh, is it sadness? And the dart goes clunk. Oh, not quite. So we try another word. And so sometimes it's like auditioning different words. We just throw different words and see if any of them stick. And then at some point we might go, loneliness, ah, bullseye, this is loneliness. And then we get more clarity. And then we also know how to respond to it appropriately because of that clarity. So in the next meditation, we're going to experiment with including thoughts and emotions directly into our mindfulness. And we'll start by using the breath and physical sensations and then gradually open up to include thoughts. Sometimes when we do this, uh, 
one of two things happens with people. For some people, when they're invited to turn their attention to the thoughts, it's like the thoughts get stage fright and completely disappear. They've been plaguing us incessantly for the last few days, and then when they're, quote, allowed to be there, they just vanish. That's fine. You can simply know or note no thoughts or absence of thoughts or blankness. Other people find that the thoughts suddenly seem to dramatically increase and there's just a torrent of thinking that can feel a bit overwhelming. So again, you can simply know or note torrent or lot or overwhelm. It really doesn't matter you know, just to try to get a handle on what the, what's happening. It doesn't matter so much the exact words, but you're just naming something that's in the terrain of the experience. Okay, so let's give that a try. <clears throat> 